The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now offering a weekend of basketball bonus. Place four $50 basketball bets, and regardless of the outcome, you'll get a $50 free bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. We're also brought to you by StableDuel. StableDuel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $25,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And of course, make sure you download the SGPN app. It is your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you asked me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. One thing we definitely do here, Cody, is talk racing things. This is the NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I, of course, am your host, Rod Gomez, joined, as always, by your more attractive and more knowledgeable host, Cody Zeeb. Cody, welcome uh, to this edition of our NASCAR Gambling Podcast. Well, I appreciate it, Rod. I don't know about all that, but here I am anyways. <laughs> Look, you don't have a camera, so I can call you attractive. That, that's what we're going with right here. Exactly. Uh, Cody, man, listen, we're going to sound like a broken record, but, but you know, we're, what, a couple more races in now, and this has just been some damn good racing, man. And and like I said, they're, the listeners are going to get tired of, of his, hearing us say it, but it's been good. I heard somebody make the point earlier this week that they're pissed off at Fox that they used the tagline last year, the greatest NASCAR season ever. And I totally agree with them because this has been the most exciting racing. Like, I I mean, I've always been in a NASCAR and I've always loved it. And, and even when we had some of the single file racing and the domination of the last few years where guys would just lead every lap, it seemed like, and win the race, like, I still enjoyed it and it was fun. And, but this season, man, it has been incredible. Just the parody. And I mean, we hammered the leveling of the playing field and it has been leveled. Like, yes, we've still only seen Hendrick and Penske cars win, but you've got guys up there that are, are learning finally what it's like to run up front and are going to be breaking through and getting their wins and their chances here soon. It, it's been just incredible so far, and I I am so happy with everything about this new car for the most part and everything about the racing we've seen. And just from listening to some of the drivers talk about the difficulty of racing the car, which it seems like was NASCAR's really goal was to 
to make the car not easy to drive. So you had to really work for it. And from all accounts, and, and I mean, even from watching, uh, I mean, some of these guys over the last few weeks, it's a lot of spinning out, a lot of veteran guys not being able to handle the car or almost losing the car or it, it's been great. I've loved every minute of it. it. There hasn't been boring parts of these races, really. Really? That right there, that that encapsulate this. There has not been a part of the race where you're thinking to yourself, man, this is where I can get up and get another beer because the second you do that is the second a car steps out on one of these guys and you've got a, a terrible wreck going on. Uh, of course, we all, we, we've said before, we don't like wrecks. Obviously, that's not, it's not what we're after, but uh, of course, it does make for an exciting couple of laps when you're watching a car strew across the, the track. But yeah, I mean, look, there really has not been a, a moment where you say to yourself, this is just not good racing because there's always something going on in the track and kudos to the broadcast team at Fox though because it felt like for years with with the way the racing was it was hard to pinpoint where the action really was because there almost was no action so you just were on the leaders but now these camera crews are having to go all over and cover the entire field now because Literally, something is happening on every part of this racetrack. There's three wide, especially last week, right? Uh, that Pennzoil 400, there's four, almost five wide sometimes on Las Vegas. And and that's just almost unheard of. Uh, but necessarily, it just really, really highlights how these cars are are just so much fun to watch. And you just don't know. And, and like you said, you, they put it back in the driver's hands, which they continue to hammer and say, uh, but it's true. You, you're watching these drivers learn almost how to how to drive a brand new car, and it just it's just such a fun experience to watch. And and watching some of these guys, uh, just like you had said, Cody, run up front that have never run up front before. See how they handle it. Uh, watch their pit crews and watch their their spotters and their their uh, their crew chiefs just try to get them through the race. They're like. Bro, we're in uncharted territory. We don't know what we're doing here, but let's go. Yeah, it, it's been outstanding. I, I think the lap leaders, the guys who've led the most laps so far this season are Tyler Reddick and Ross Chastain. I mean, that that right there on two teams that are not considered the elite teams. Again, like I said, it's been Hendrick and Penske that have won. But, I mean, those guys have proved they can be up front. They, I mean, Reddick just ran into tire issues, or he might have won it at Auto Club. And Chastain just got caught up late with the pit stops and all that. But, yeah, it, it's just been amazing racing. And, and, I mean, we even saw Kyle Larson almost lost it the, in this race. And, luckily, he's a very skilled driver, and his dirt experience probably helps. And he, he was able to save it, and he was there again at the end. But last year, it seemed like when he won, he just dominated these races. He, he would start up front. He'd lead the whole race. He'd win. We'd know he was going to win. He'd win. But even with his win last week, he wasn't really up there that much. And that's, I mean, props to him. And that's something I think Jimmy Johnson did a lot in his career was kind of be in the right place at the right time. And there's been jokes about that with Bowman getting a lot of his wins that way, which if he's stepping into the new Kevin Harvick role of a closer, maybe where he is just positioning himself to be in the right place at the right time and be able to make that run to win. But yeah, it's just overall been incredible racing throughout the field up front i think it's the most lead changes i don't remember the stat but it's been in a long time just everything about it has been 
wonderful and it's been so much fun to watch and to to be just go fully in on this year i love it so uh, last week uh obviously we were talking about the las vegas race and that pennzoil 400 uh i tell you what the end the very last pit strategy was the one that kind of killed everybody uh, but we got kind of crushed a little bit before, at least I got crushed a little bit before that, uh, in my bet to win when I had Brad Kozlowski, uh, to win, he obviously did not come through for me. In fact, uh, really just, I, I'd called it before, uh, it was, it was a matter of him, I think being overly aggressive as well. Uh, Brad Kozlowski got caught up in it and just tore his car up. So he, he obviously couldn't win. Uh, you had Elliot to win pit strategy though. Two tires on that last stop. That really threw everybody for a loop. Not only Kyle Busch, but uh, your boy Elliot, which almost looked like he wasn't even going to be in contention before that last caution and that last pit call, uh, but was up there. Could have won this one. Yeah, and he was kind of in it the whole race. I mean, he, he finished second in stage two. I think he was top five in the first stage. So he, he was up there. He, he wasn't really – I kind of expected him to get up front and kind of lead a bunch, but again, we haven't really seen that from anyone. So, but yeah, I mean, to touch on Keselowski too, I think he's at least spun out in every race this season, other than the clash race that he won. So or spun somebody I, out or yeah, or spun somebody out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the, yeah, but man, it, and that just goes to show you some of these veteran guys are having problems handling these cars because they seem to be such a handful. And I don't know if he's still trying to overcompensate for the equipment or or what the deal is exactly there. But yeah, I mean, just, yeah, the, those pit stops at the end. And it didn't seem like, it doesn't seem like it was a coordinated effort. I think all the Hendrick cars took two, two tires, but there wasn't really time for them to kind of get together on that. And yeah, it shook up some bets and <laughs> shook up some things at the end. A couple of us in the Slack channel, we had Kyle Bush for whatever reason, after he tore up his car in practice, dropped to 20 to one to win. And I said in the Slack channel, I said, I don't like Kyle Busch today, but, or this weekend, but at 20 to one, you can't not bet it on that. And then five laps to go. I mean, it looked like he was going to win. And so, yeah, a few of us were kind of sad on that last caution, but uh, it, it paid off on my uh, William Byron over Martin Truex bet that, that flipped when it wasn't looking so good. So I'll take, I'll take the wins where I can get them. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, and then poor Blaney, was was caught up in the mess too, so he didn't get a and top he's five. Got the worst luck so far this Bad. season. Every race he's just been he's looked good. He was fast again. He looked he looked solid. He wasn't maybe the best car, but he was up there and then the bad luck strikes again. So I don't know. <laughs> uh then my Logano rough. over Elliott bet looked good up until that last pit stop. So yes, uh that I'm telling you, we we just this season is going to test even the most hardened NASCAR betters. Yeah, agreed. It, and it's when it's even the other series too. I mean, we talked about the truck series. I went all in on Kyle Busch to win, and we thought it would be him and, and John Hunter Nemechek dominating that race, and they didn't. Uh, they did not look like themselves of last year. And so going forward, I think that's something we're going to see. And, and when we touch on the Xfinity bets here in a few that's going to be something I'm going to point out too. It's just there seems to be so much parity, both uh, even though those those cars and trucks haven't changed necessarily. It just seems like the talent level is very equal, and there's a lot of guys who could win these races every week. And when you see guys that are young like that racing against Kyle Busch in a series where he's got 
66 wins or whatever it is and seems to win every time he gets in the truck. I mean, like I said last week, I was betting on him at, at minus odds even, which is insane to do in NASCAR, but that's about the only situation that's worked in the past. And maybe now going forward, that's something we're going to have to change because yeah, it's just the, the level of racing on all three levels of NASCAR so far this season has just been incredible. And I think going forward, it's just going to keep getting better. We got some fun tracks coming up. I mean, with Atlanta next week, which is going to be who knows what to even expect there. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how we're going to do our research on bets for that. Cause it's going to be, I just have to treat it like a Daytona Talladega type of race, but yeah, it, it's, it's going to be such a fun season. I'm having a blast so far. Well, you're having a blast because you get to talk about it now to the world and to everybody that so, uh, and share the joy of NASCAR betting and I know that there's a lot of folks out there that listen to this show that uh, aren't necessarily all that familiar with NASCAR, but you're listening to the show, and we appreciate that, and we thank you. So hopefully we can impart a little bit of wisdom to you. Just to recap, so we can spit out some names for you if you're not, again, not familiar with NASCAR in general. And for those of you that are, bear with us. We're trying to get to everybody uh, to help everyone out and win a little bit of money. But uh, we talk about the who won last week in Las Vegas. Alex Bowman, again, held on after that last set of pit stops uh, to for the win. Backed his way into a win is what uh, Kyle Busch said. Uh, not so, you know, whatever. But they had a lot of fun with it. Like, they got T-shirts made. They hugged it they out. Did. did you did you see Kyle Busch's uh, comeback to Bowman's T-shirt with his – he did forty eight percent off of his uh, championship <laughs> gear, <laughs> so it's it's great to see him. I mean, and then Bowman was donating to to animal help animal shelters and stuff with the proceeds. So it's been a lot of fun, and a lot of those. I mean, it seems like the Hendrick and Gibbs guys specifically, but uh, they've they've had a lot of fun with that over the last couple of years. The the t shirts off what somebody else says or does. It's <laughs> it's been pretty entertaining. I've the I've hack. enjoyed it. The hack. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's and that's the thing. I don't know that thirty years ago, I don't know that you would have gotten that same type. Of, I mean, that would have been a fist fight in the back, and then they'd gone out racing the next day. But <laughs> you wouldn't. Yeah, have exactly. Yeah, and I, I heard Bowman talking earlier today. Him and Kyle Busch have already talked about it, and Kyle was just like, "I was just mad in the moment, you know. I lost the race, and so you know, he, like they always say in racing, there's one lap you got to leave that's important, and." It's the last you one. lead that lap, you're the winner. It doesn't matter what the rest who re leads the rest of them. So yep. So uh, Alex Bowman again with the winner. Kyle Larson, the favorite, finished second. Uh, it was another Hendrick one-two. Ross Chastain. You talked about him earlier, sneaking up in the top three. Kyle Busch in fourth. William Byron, the Hendrick teammate, dropped to fifth. Uh, Eric Almarola, the perennial top ten runner. Uh, was in sixth. Tyler Reddick had a good day, could have been better, uh, but he, he managed to find his way back up to seventh. Martin Truex Jr. finally got a good showing. He finished in eighth, Chase Elliott in ninth. And then Christopher Bell, the pole sitter, rounded out the top ten. So, unfortunately, bad day for Christopher Bell. He just could not hold on to the lead from the start, and and really, that was it from for him for that day. Yeah, I will say the Toyotas looked a lot better this week. Uh, we talked about last week how horrible they looked, and Denny Ham Denny Hamlin, another bad finish, which I thoroughly enjoy as I'm not much of a fan of him. But oh, he was uh, I think DJ McLeod has a better average finish and is higher in the point standings than <laughs> Denny Hamlin. So that's a fun little fact, a couple of races into the season. But yeah, I mean he his car even looked good at the start until he when his mistake was kind of on himself. He 
shifted wrong coming out of the pits and kind of screwed up the car. But, but I mean, obviously we saw it with five laps to go before that last caution. It was the true X and, and Kyle Busch show in the Toyotas. Bell was fast, put it on the pole. His race wasn't as great, but again, a top 10. So definitely Toyota definitely looked a lot better this week. So maybe that'll ease some of the concerns we had about them maybe not being able to keep up with, with the other manufacturers to start the season here. Agreed. Agreed. A lot more cautions too. I will say that we, we are seeing uh, a few more cautions than I think we're used to in some of these tracks. So again, if you're betting these, you know, and if this yeah, is your if you first can time, find caution props, I would just take it over every time for now. Cause now. I think somebody, I think I heard it was like six and a half this week and it was like 12 for the second consecutive week. So yeah, I, it seems like there's going to be enough issues while these guys are still working through these cars. And most of these tracks, I mean, we're still going to some of these tracks for the first time. This is going to be a different style of track that we haven't been to in this type of car yet. So it's going to continuously be new learning things. And we saw in the testing a few months ago, they tested here at Phoenix and there was a lot of guys spinning out and could not keep the car straight. So it's going to be interesting to see how that goes this week. We, we could easily see a lot of spinners again. So, yeah, I mean, like, like, uh, what are the, what are those little top thingies? The the fidget spinners, even. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fidget spinners Just spinning around. <laughs> uh, that's that's like me. I'm a fidget spinner, but you know. <laughs> uh, all right, we're gonna take our first pit stop, and when we come back, uh, we'll talk about that racetrack. We'll talk about the possibility of some spinners in Phoenix, but let's first talk about win bet because right now is the perfect time to bet on basketball because you know what's coming. You know what's here. It's March Madness, and WinBet is helping you cash. They got a March Madness bonus. All users who bet at least $50 on a men's college basketball championship future market will receive a $10 free bet for each game that team wins during the tournament. Round of 16 through the championship only. Plus, you get a weekend bonus player, so if you receive a $50 free bet when they win, lose, or push on a $50 bet... That, that You can get that $50 free bet when you win, lose, or push on a $50 plus bet on Saturday through Sunday basketball games. The weekend bonus play can be used toward all the upcoming college basketball action, as well as, don't forget, the NBA is still going on too. And for new WinBet Casino customers, they're offering a 100% first deposit match up to $1,000. That's right, 100% deposit match up to $1,000. That's a free $1,000 if you plunk it down. Do it. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. You're listening to this so you know there are never enough things to gamble on. And the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. And the best part is now there's a new way to play the ponies, especially if you're brand new to the sport. Go check out Stable Duel. It's a daily fantasy style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, and play against others to move up the leaderboard. You can win as much as $25,000 with just one entry. If you don't know anything about horses like me, don't worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. App is free to download at StableDuel.com and multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly. It tracks all over the United States. So get in the app, create your account and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or you can play against our stables. You can even follow them in the app and 
we can compare our own stats. Download now at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. See you in the winner circle. Winner circle. Yeah, play, race, and win. I wonder, Cody, if the next track that these uh, ponies are going to will be banked like the Phoenix Raceway and one mile around. I don't think they race on those, do they? I don't think so, but definitely not much banking on this one. <laughs> Could you imagine horse racing on a bank track? That would be <laughs> very interesting. I don't know that that would work well. I feel like there'd be a pile up of horses. <laughs> <laughs> there'd be cautions every Who single. Who knows? Day. Maybe it's a thing. We need to look into it. But <laughs> oh boy, that's full on DGen right there. Tell yeah, me. that that'd be. Uh... <laughs> if not, maybe we just discovered the next thing, right? Huh? <laughs> we, we could put horses on the Atlanta Motor Speedway. That that would yeah, be. Yeah, that'd be. Uh... Although, is it Atlanta yeah, Super I... Speedway now or what? I know yeah, we'll talk about it next uh, week. But. Uh, yeah, Super Speedway, I guess, is the man. I don't know if you've ever stood on any of these oval tracks, though, for these NASCAR tracks. Mm-hmm. It is like I've been to Kansas and Charlotte, and like just walking up the banking, you like have to like hold yourself up, or you will like just fall down. It's like I mean, you're like it's like climbing a hill. It's insane how banked, and those aren't even the most banked tracks. It it's crazy. It's a good time, but. Well, Phoenix Raceway, where they will be heading next, the NASCAR drivers on the fourth race of the season, is now we're going back to a mile track. We were at a two-and-a-half-mile track. Then we were at a two-mile track. Then we were at a a one-and-a-half-mile track. Now we are on a one-mile track. They can't make up their mind. They don't know what the... uh, Don't forget the quarter mile we threw in at the beginning. That's right. And Yeah, literally. (laughs) We're going all over the spectrum here. (laughs) The shortest that they've ever been on, and now they're kind of right in the middle of it. So, again, Phoenix is a mile track, so it's not... It's not the cookie cutter mile and a half track. It's not a short track. It's it's literally somewhere in between. Uh, Bankings are at nine degrees at one and two. Three and four have 11 degrees. Uh, There's a little bit of banking in the front and back stretches, but... This is a 312 lap for not 500 miles, folks, 500 kilometers. So, yes, <laughs> stages are broken down by 60 uh, for the first stage, 125 for the second stage, and then the last one gets 127 laps. So, uh, a lot of laps in this in this race, a lot of trouble to be had. A lot of laps, a lot of quick laps. I mean, it's it's a shorter short track, and they get around it pretty quick. So it'll go pretty quick but yeah very flat track there is not much thinking on this one you could probably race the horses on this one so (laughs) but uh yeah different definitely a different style than we've really seen i mean the coliseum that's just a total own thing so i wouldn't really count that but the other tracks we've been on for the points paying races have all been pretty banked and and bigger tracks so now we're getting into the shorter short flat ones so definitely going to see a different type of race in here i think yeah, and and but again, this is a, a situation too where there's a lot of veteran drivers who have a lot of success on this track. So my question, and I think probably for the rest of the season, is just when are we going to see this veteran presence actually come through? I mean, a lot of these these guys that we see running up front now are are young. I mean, a la Ross Chastain, we, we saw that earlier. And even Alex Bowman, to a certain extent. I mean, yeah, he's driving Hendrick equipment, but he's still the young buck. I mean, it was nice to see the 48 cross the finish line uh, again this season. That was great, but uh, I still <laughs> wish it was Jimmy. But you know what I'm saying? Like, they're, they're- Yeah, well, on the veteran thing, here's another fun fact for you. For the first time in NASCAR history, we've gone nine straight races where it's been a driver under 30 that's won. 
Now, granted, Kyle Larson has five of those wins, so that sort of skews it. But <laughs> it is the first time it's been that guy's under 30. So we're definitely seeing a youth movement. Um, but this could be a week, and, and we're going to touch on a guy here in a bit that's definitely not under 30. But, uh, yeah, I, again, we really don't know what to expect this year. It's Which is what makes it so great and so much fun because – we, do, we have no idea what to expect, but this might be one where you see some of these more veteran guys who who really know the, sh- the short, flat stuff do a lot better. Yep, and and really, the names that we're going to toss around later in the bets, they're all out there. I don't see, and I'm going to talk about him uh, quickly. Yep, I don't see him on either one of our lists. Kyle Busch, I, see, this is the thing about NASCAR, and this is the thing about racing in general, too. You're going to hear a lot of the same names over and over on these tracks. Guys like Kyle Busch, guys like uh, Kevin Harvick, which we'll talk about later, but, you know, Hamlin, because these guys are the ones that are leading the laps. They're the ones that are winning the races. They're, they're really, they got their names cemented on these tracks from the years and the years of experience that they have. So if you continue to hear us say a name like Kyle Busch, it's not just because that's the only driver we know. That's because the guy has four poles in this track. He's the active leader in poles in this on this track and, and has his fair share of wins to go along with it so um we try we talk track history you have to talk about these guys and if the same name comes up you should take note of that yeah exactly and, and i mean we could talk about kyle bush we could have a kyle bush segment every week and tell you how he's many times he's won i think he's won at almost every active track other than some of the very new ones on the schedule so he's good everywhere and he's he can super speedway race. He can road course race. He can short track race. He can mile and a half race. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes out and leads 300 laps and wins this race. It's not, it would not be shocking. Obviously. I mean, you could pick a lot of different guys, but yeah, I mean, he's one of those guys that you could easily say could come out and dominate and he's going to be pissed off after losing the race. He feels like he should have won last week. So, you know, if that, that could feed into it and, and, we could see we've seen Gibbs be very good here before. So, yeah, I mean that's the thing too. He's he's angry. <laughs> he's going to be driving angry, and and I'm not sure that I, I'm really uh, going to count out uh, uh, an angry Kyle Busch. Granted, like I said, uh, the reason I'm talking about him now is because he he hasn't made any of our bets. But understand that Kyle Busch is is somebody that's always going to be out there in the hunt. Uh, the last time they ran this track, he was in seventh place. He finished seventh place. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Kyle Larson won the last one. Obviously, that was the, the championship day that crowned him. Uh, you talk about Gibbs, Truex, and Hamlin were right there, 1-2. And then, of course, Kyle Busch in 7. Uh, Christopher Bell in eight, uh, in ninth rather. So, all the Gibbs drivers were top 10 in that race. So, again, if you're looking at Toyotas, if you're looking at Gibbs bets, that's, that's three guys right there, four guys. Yeah, absolutely. I actually, I really like Bell this week, too. We're going to touch on him a little bit, but yeah, these guys have been good here and yeah, this is the home of the championship race. So this will be, they'll be back at this track again at the end of the season. The champion will be crowned here. If, if you don't, if you are new to NASCAR, they take, they whittle it down to the final four and whoever finishes the best in that final four race at Phoenix is the champion. And since they've been doing that, that person has always won the race. They've never not won the race in the cup series. Some of the, I think in the truck series last year, the guy didn't win the race, but in the cup series, it's always been, and it's almost always they're the top four 
I believe last year they were in the top five. So yeah, it's definitely, that's a different ball game. And that's going to be something interesting too. And we've seen from Hendrick before now that Larson and Bowman aren't necessarily locked into the playoff completely. Although a win almost secures you in, of course, if we have more than 16 winners in the regular season, then that's not the case, but most likely that's pretty much gets you in. We could see them try something totally different and be way off in this race, not realizing that they're trying something different to, to learn down the road in anticipation of having a car or multiple cars like they've had in the past few years in that final four. So that's something we really can't foresee, but could be something to keep an eye on as well. Something else to keep an eye on is the starting positions. So Again, we're doing these these podcasts on Wednesday night. We don't know what they're qualifying. In fact, again, we talked about Kyle Busch, and, and we did a, a whole thing about talking about Kyle Busch last week, and the guy had to go to the rear uh, automatically right off the jump because of a, a, a issue he had in practice that he couldn't even qualify. So, I mean, kudos to Bush for being up there in the, in the backup car. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we don't know yet. So... When you go to place your bets, keep an eye on things like the starting position because of the wins on this track, seven of them have come by way of the pole position, which is uh, the most next to third place, who also comes in at seven. So if you're first and you're third, you have won the most races in on the Phoenix Raceway. So again, keep an eye on those starting positions. Of note, also 13th position with five wins out there. Uh, that's a that's a random uh, outlier, but well, and if you believe in lucky thirteen, guess who the last two weeks where those guys started that won the race, both thirteenth. So oh, look at you, you might be hitting on something. Whoever starts thirteenth, you just throw throw a little quarter unit on them or something, depending on who it is, maybe. But uh, oh, that's a fun bet. It is a fun bet. I might I might do that. I'm gonna write that down. Whoever starts thirteenth, because we don't know the starting order yet, so yeah, could be anyone. Toss a little money just, out that way. <laughs> just throw a little on 13th place. And if that guy wins, I'm bragging about that next week. That yeah, I picked the, the winner that. from 13th. <laughs> look at that. Oh, well, okay. So here's another fun little stat. Uh, if you're in a top 10 position, 56% of the time, 29 wins have come from somebody within the top 10 positions. So that is a, a pretty chunk, uh, a pretty big chunk of wins. So again, if you're if you're trying to look for somebody to bet on, uh, that's in the top 10 that may have good odds, right? Somebody with, with favorable odds in the in the top 10 starting position that didn't necessarily get the line that they were supposed to get. You know what I'm saying? Like a, I, I don't know, just a random maybe Chase Briscoe in that top right. 10. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, this, another good reason to follow us throughout the week too. I mean, we're giving you all the info that we have now, but a lot of things change. And Kyle Bush, we saw his odds drop drastically. I mean, the way that they're so short on cars this year, that wasn't even technically his backup car. It was Denny Hamlin's backup car. They pulled the car out. They had to rip pieces off the wrecked car, put it on the new car, bring a guy in to put the vinyl wrap on the thing. You know, they didn't go through tech until that morning to make sure the car was clear to race. He had to start in the back. And so a lot of people were like, ah, and I even said, I didn't like him. But again, with the odds, you couldn't, when you're getting a guy like that, that we just talked about, it's one at every track on the circuit at 20 to one to win. You can't pass that up. So, yeah, I mean, if you follow us and and don't be scared too. I I think that last week was a great lesson on don't be scared that if they have to go to a backup car. Kyle Busch also mentioned that post race they just buy these cars at Walmart, so <laughs> they're all the same. 
But uh, <laughs> so apparently it doesn't matter which car he's in, he's going to be able to get it up there. So, and again, that makes him a great uh, DraftKings DFS play. Obviously, we don't have all the info with the starting positions make with the way DraftKings scores that makes a big difference. And so that was a huge play last week. Obviously, when you start in the back and he's finishing up in the top couple positions that that scores big for you. So, yeah, definitely follow us throughout the week and, and join the NASCAR Slack channel. And we, we get you uh, as much information as we can throughout the whole entire weekend. And even into the race, we have a couple guys asking about live bets or they're seeing these odds for that. And we'll give our opinions on that, too. So it's a good time. It is a good time. It is, But, but they Frankenstein that car together. That's just It's crazy to think that they just grabbed a piece from here, a piece from there, and next thing you know, he's in contention yeah. for the win. And he's running away if we're not for that right. last yeah. caution. Yeah, and I mean, so obviously, you know, they found something with being able to set it up and having good notes on what they did to that other car. I mean, because that first car was pretty well destroyed there. I mean, he wasn't able to race it. So, but again, not even a lot of times they have almost two identical cars. The, the backup car is set up exactly identical to the to the starting car. You roll it off the thing, change a couple things, and it's ready to go. But not in this case. I mean, it, it's the Gibbs backup car and whichever guy needs it gets to use it. So yeah, which I mean, again, does speak to the equalness of the cars. So yeah, I, I wouldn't be too scared off if somebody has to go to the back and that might, I think that definitely makes them definitely a better DFS play, but yeah. And it, and it can adjust the odds like we saw with Kyle Bush and that can be a huge advantage. I mean, there was a few of us sitting on those 20 to one tickets that got really close to cash and I was getting excited until that, Spin at the end there. <laughs> uh, so, so bad. That that caution just, just watch tore the money yeah. go up in flames. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well no. have just just taken that lighter out, that SGP yep. lighter, and just torched everything. Yeah. A uh, couple more notes as we wrap up our preview of the track and the race uh, of the organizations that have won here. Hendrick Motorsports, no surprise, the most wins with twelve. Uh, RFK Roush Fenwick Hislowski comes in at seven. Gibbs with seven. Childress and Stuart Haas both have six at your top five. So, again, if you're looking to place bets to win, those are good bets, uh, good teams to look at. I mean, no no surprise there either, right? But also of note, too, I mean, th those guys are, are running up front. So if you're looking at a top three, top five, top ten, look for those uh, those drivers as well in those teams because, you know, you know that with as many wins as they have, obviously they're still running up front. So, but again, don't be afraid to sprinkle some on the, on the smaller teams, but the big teams are what make you the money. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we've obviously talked about the parody, but again, the big teams still have a definite advantage. Obviously they've got the more talented drivers in a lot of case, they've got more things they can tweak on more people working, more engineers, crunching numbers, finding those little advantages. So they're definitely, I mean, and, and we've seen it obviously again, Penske and, and, Hendrick have been the winners so far this year. So, but yeah, it, both ways where it's the big teams up there, but we're getting a good dose of the smaller teams and different guys too. Not even the same guys, which makes it a little harder to predict, but makes it a lot more fun too. A lot more fun. And think about it this way too. We give you these numbers and we always talk about track history and stuff like that. Like this is not the first time that a car has been updated or uh, tweaked or moved. Uh, you know, we're on what, Gen 7 now, right? Last we were Gen 6. So if a driver has track history from back in 2005, chances are they've gone through some modifications and can still win no matter what car puts it, you put in front of them. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, we'll we'll touch on that more because we got a guy coming up that's uh, 
the definition of consistency at this track. And he's been through a few versions and different teams and it's not changed for him. So, well then let's, uh, let's get there. Let's take a pit stop, come back and we'll set up our bets. I feel like we've thoroughly, I think this was our, our best race preview that we've had seven episodes in and, and we're, we're catching our stride there, Cody. I think so. I think, you know, we're, we're finally gelling a lot, but I mean, we've been gelling the, right from the start. I was actually pretty surprised how amazing we both are, but, uh, <laughs> Hey, listen, now, let's pat ourselves just, on the back. There, we're good. There's more information now too. I mean, it's so hard going into some of these previous weeks because we didn't know how much we could rely on past history. If it was going to even mean anything or, or how much parody there was going to be. And uh, I mean, now it's starting to settle in a little more and we're starting to see again, very unpredictable with who's going to be up front, who's going to win. But with more information, it's easier to kind of get into it a lot more, I think. So we're, we're definitely hitting our stride and getting, getting into the season, getting, got those first snaps out of the way. And now we're ready to take some checkered flags. We are indeed, but let's first talk about how you should not take a checkered flag uh, from your incognito browsing. I don't know where I was going with that. I, I don't know. I mean, look at IP vanish is who we're talking about right now. <laughs> And if you did not know, your browsing online uh, using incognito mode does not actually protect your privacy. That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That is why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communication, browsing history and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands even your physical location will be hidden you'll be completely persona non grata ip vanish makes you virtually invisible online it's literally that simple you can use ip vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed your computers tablets phones even your fire stick when you're streaming media whether i'm at home or in public i do not go online anymore without using ip vanish or wearing a trench coat and a hat and sunglasses but that's another story ip vanish is offering an incredible 70 percent off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee that's just like getting nine months for free ip vanish is super easy to use all you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected you won't even know that it's on so stop sharing with the world everything you stream everything you search for and everything you buy take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. so go to ipvanish.com sgp use the promotional code sgp and claim your 70 percent savings that's ipvanish.com sgp as always, we're brought to you by PropSwap. It is where America buys and sells sports bets. March Madness is no longer on the corner. It's here. PropSwap is your place to cash in on the big dance. Every season, prop swappers make thousands of dollars by simply buying and selling college basketball teams. You can always find the best odds on PropSwap because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. Like our man Gil from New Jersey purchased a Murray State Championship ticket on PropSwap at 225 to 1 odds while the sports books are only offering 150 to 1. Now's the time to find those Cinderella's while the odds are high and cash out on PropSwap when the tourney starts. When you're making your bets, remember to go for two. Make two tickets on the same team so you can sell one for a profit and keep one to let 
it ride. PropSwap has thousands of buyers across the country, so you'll always find the best odds and collect the most money for your bet. So hurry, download the PropSwap app today. It's got fantastic features like filtering tickets based on the best value. You get a free activity feed to stay in the know with all the big sales and red hot tickets for sale. You get a loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash and a first deposit cash match when you use the promo code SGP on your first deposit. PropSwap's going to match that deposit up to $500. So join the real sports bettors on PropSwap where America buys and sells sports bets. And of course, do not forget to download the SGPN app. It is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store, giving you easy access to all of our picks and our podcast. And do not forget, as always, to toss us an app review and download the SGPN app today because you don't want to miss out on the good stuff that we've got coming up. We got tons of college football. We've got college football, college basketball. <laughs> I got a one track mind, Cody. It's it's either racing hey, or football. Racing and football. I mean, you don't need much more, but when we got March Madness coming up, we'll take that. The, they've been cranking out so many shows on that. I can hardly keep up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you right now, the SGPN app will literally keep you uh, busy for all around. Cause I mean, the, we got shows for everything in there. So really you don't even need any other podcasting app. Just download the SGPN app and it's all there. Absolutely. All there. Okay. Also a little behind the scenes. Ooh, yeah. uh, I can see rod. I know you're only hearing the audio, but I was wondering what the trench coat and hat were for, but <laughs> Now I get it. It's the IP Vanish thing. So he's full incognito over here. I am. He's, who knows if this is even his real voice? It might. It's. I mean, it's so beautiful that it could be a machine. Who knows? I have. I'm so bad. I, I have outsourced my voice. That's that's what I've done. Uh, all right, we move on now to the Phoenix uh, Raceway with our bets, as we always do, because this is a gambling podcast, and we need to gamble. Right. That that's that's why we're here. That's right. Get to the good part. Get to the good part. All right. Let's get down to the purpose of this show, shall we, Cody? And let's give the folks a good place to put their money. Uh, and and again, we cover all three all three circuits, so it's not always just the uh, the Cup Series. We're we're covering everything. So you have got a tasty little bet down in Xfinity Series, don't you? I do. So yeah, we're gonna go with uh, Sam Mayer to win the xfinity race at plus 1800 so he's relatively new to this series so there's not really a bunch of stats on him uh as far as racing a ton here definitely not in the xfinity series um but he made one start here last year he finished 13th which is pretty good in your first start kind of an extra car for junior motorsports uh there's like we were talking about earlier, a lot of parody in the series. And I think there's some good bets up top, which we'll get into in a minute. Some of these favorite guys you're going to see win a lot this year. So, but I think we're going to see some of these longer shot guys hit too. Mayer's really impressed me so far this season. He looked really good last week. Uh, he was up front for a while, leading, doing well. We saw that car. He's in the one car, which in the past with Michael Annette didn't do so great, but we saw last year, Josh Berry jumped in that car, did really well, was able to win a couple of races. Uh, and, and Mayer's impressed me so far. He's run decent here in the ARCA before, like I said, finished 13th last year. So we don't have a ton of other track history to go off of, but 
Junior Motorsports has been very good here. Uh, it's been one of the stronger teams. They're very established. They've been strong to start the season. He's looked good. His teammates have looked good. So I think he's going to have a good car, and he'll be in the mix. And at plus 1,800, I feel like that's some pretty good value uh, for him to, to maybe be able to sneak out a win. That Xfinity race ended so crazy last week. It was just a, a weird race to watch altogether because those guys all looked like they just were hanging it all out there. And it almost looked like they were driving the new cars. Yeah, it, it was crazy. Well, and just the whole race was crazy with the, to going back to Ty Gibbs getting into Sieg early and then Sieg trying to wreck him and just missing and taking out other cars. And yeah, the whole thing was crazy. But we had good races again. All three series, the truck series came down to the end. We had a green white checkered at the end. It was a battle. You weren't sure who was going to get it. There was a couple guys getting wrecked. And crazy. But yeah, good. Again, great racing in all three series so far. So I think we're going to see that again. And I think Mayer can put himself in a position. He's still he's still a little green. He's he's a young guy, young kid, but he, he's got a lot of talent, a lot of promise. And I think we could see him sneak out his first win here at Phoenix. Well, that is if the guy that I am going to back for that Xfinity race does not also take the win. I'm going to go with back-to-back -back Ty Gibbs wins. Uh, he's at plus 500, not as sexy odds as Sam Mayer to win. But look, man, first of all, he looks like I, you know, look, I may be getting like an old man, but I honestly, he just looks like he just got his license yesterday. I mean, look, yeah, he, Ty Gibbs, does he look that old? He looks like he's like 12, I'm man. I'm telling you, I just, <laughs> I, I, stopped, I thought to myself, this guy, this kid, and I'm going to call him a kid, Ty, I love you to death, but and you drive circles around me, but look, I mean, I could literally be almost your granddad. So, uh, I mean, I'm not that old, but still... <laughs> You're, yeah, he's so young, and he's talking he's just, so young, yeah. yeah, he's just but, talking about, oh, I, I'm so happy to be, and I'm like, you should just be happy to be driving at this point. Yeah, man, he's so talented, too. I mean, and we touched on that before the season. I said if you could find any futures on him, just hammer him, and that was before we even knew for sure if he was going to be full-time this season. I mean, he ran part-time last year, and I think he had four wins, and four he wins, was 18, yep. he's 19 now. He, I mean, if you don't know, he's the, the grandson of Joe Gibbs, so obviously it gives him an advantage in the equipment and stuff. But we saw his his uh, dad and uncle race back in the day, and they were not they were good drivers, but they did not do anything like this kid has done. This kid is the next coming of of a great driver. He's going to be around for a long time. I think they're going to be starting to prep that nineteen ride when Martin Truex retires and. and Obviously, he's got that seat at a powerhouse coming into the Cup Series when he when they decide to move him up there. But this kid's going to be good. He he is so talented. We saw it in his first, I think it was his first Xfinity start last year at the road course. He just came out and won the race, and it was like, my goodness, man, he's so good. And yeah, we saw him win last week. I have no arguments on Ty Gibbs winning. I might just bet it every week because you're probably going to be right more than you're wrong. It, he is so good. That, you know, and he's still young and he's obviously makes some mistakes. We saw it last week where he kind of took a guy to two. It was very early in the race, but I think that's just going to, he's going to learn. And as he learns, that's going to become dangerous because he's performing this well, not knowing, you know, without the experience, imagine what he does once he gets it. So yeah, I, I, I have zero arguments with that. It's a great bet. Yep. I think you take both of them. You, you got the, the, fa the odds on favorite and, and you get a little bit of the long shot sprinkled in there, and hopefully you can hit one of them.
I mean, it's fun. It's fun to, to sprinkle a little on the extra. But, yeah, I mean, you got it. Yeah, for me, it's Ty Gibbs, like I said. And and you made the case for him all the way. He had four wins last season, nine top. I mean, the 18 starts, the guy had 10 top 10 finishes. Like, he barely ever finished outside of the top 10 and continues to put himself in position. Had a little rough go at Fontana, 13th place there. I say rough go, but 13th place, Daytona was 11th, and then, of course, he won uh, last week. So, yeah, I mean... Bet the favorite here to try to get back-to-back wins. And, again, if you're going to probably bet him all season long, it might not be that bad of an idea either. So, uh, All right, let's move on to your bet number two. Uh, I think we are moving up to the Cup Series now, aren't we? Yes, sir. All right, hit, hit us with your second, uh, your second bet. All right, I got Eric Almarola over Ross Chastain. This one's juiced up a little at minus 175, but... Eric Almarola, first of all, this year, he's the only one who's got top 10 in all three races. Uh, we saw him go on this run two years ago. He had like 10 or 12 races in a row, just top 10 constantly. And this dude is a flat track, flat short track ace. He is just so good. We saw him win last year in New Hampshire. There was some other circumstances where a couple guys got taken out. Joey Logano got put behind a little, but he is very, very good at short tracks and flat tracks specifically. Uh, he, he's got four top 15s in a row. Uh, and then if you go back a little farther, he's got six top 10s in the last nine races here at Phoenix. Uh, again, I, you know, the, he won last year in New Hampshire. Uh, Chastain, I, see, I almost feel like when these guys get these great runs in the week before, they're going to be a little overvalued the next week. And I think we saw that with Eric Jones this past week on DraftKings. He was like 33% owned in the big DraftKings contest because everybody saw him do so well. Now, he was having a great run, ended up stuffed in the wall, and didn't have a good day. But I think we're just going to see a little bit of overreaction to a good performance. And obviously, Chastain has shown us he's done well. He did well at New Hamp- or at uh, Nashville last year. But in his three three. He's got more than three starts here, but he's got three starts in decent cars. Uh, he's got a 14th, a 19th, and then a 23rd back in the Roush car a couple years ago when he was filling in for Ryan Newman. So nothing really that impressive. Uh, and, and I just feel like Eric Almarola, he's on a roll. He's in his last season. He knows what he's doing. Stuart Haas has been good here. We're going to touch on that some more coming up. So I think that Eric Almarola over Ross Chastain is a, is a pretty solid bet to make this week. I think any matchup that you can find Almarola in that's not in a in you know against like a Larson or or a, you know even a Logano. Well, maybe you could take him over Logano too because Logano's struggled a little. Uh, yeah, I know you. Uh, we know you're feeling. But, uh, well, we'll get there. Later. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. any head to heads you probably find him in. I don't know. I, I, he's against Alex Bowman. Uh, I'm seeing on DraftKings at minus 110. I might even like that one better. Uh, Bowman's coming off a win, so again, he's going to be inflated a little. Mm-hmm. He's not been as good here. He, he's he been all right. He's from Phoenix area, but again, Almarola is so good at these short flat tracks. It just seems like he's the one guy you can always count on at any of these short flats to be good and be up top consistently and have a good day no matter what. So. I, I really like him. Again, like you said, probably in any head-to-head you're going to see him on. But Chastain specifically, but even this Bowman one, that's the only other one I see on DraftKings right now. But I, I would take either of those 
and feel very good about it. And in fact, I might take both. <laughs> and of course, add to cart. All right. All right and we're yes. good. That slip. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, the next one for me is Chase Briscoe top 10. My hatred for Chase Briscoe ends today. Uh, this is not backed by very many stats as far as stuff that you can maybe feel good about, I suppose. But uh, Chase Briscoe's looking like he wants to get there. And I think this may be the race for him to do it. He's at plus 185 uh, on FanDuel. Again, the, the Cup Series stats don't back him up much. But uh, here's the thing. He's been in, let's see, last week alone, he was in 56.2% of the laps in running 15th at least. So he had 86 laps inside the top 15. Looked good for a lot of that race until he got taken out. Uh, but you look back at his Xfinity Series uh, history here, and he has finished in the top 10 in all of them. So he had a sixth-place finish in 19 uh, in, the, in the spring, Eighth place finish in the fall, sixth place in 2020 in the spring, and then ninth place in the fall. So he he's a top ten runner in Phoenix. I know his Xfinity series, but at the very least, he knows how to be in the top ten in this uh, in this race or in this track, as it were. Uh, and he's getting better. So I'm going to put a little bit of feel good money on Chase Briscoe just because, again, I, I feel like his time's going to come. I like it actually. I don't really have an argument against it. He's started out the season well. He's run good. Uh, we just talked about the Stuart Haas cars. He's a teammate to Almarola. So if he's getting tips from him, and definitely if he's getting tips from Kevin Harvick on this track, then you're sitting pretty good right there. Uh, I think he was the third fastest car on the second day of testing when they tested back here uh, a couple of months ago in this new car. So. That speaks well to him, maybe finding his way around here. Uh, there's a couple of guys that did really well in the Xfinity series. Could be sneaky DraftKings plays this week, too, and Austin Sindrick, keep an eye on him, and Christopher Bell. They are both have been very good at this track. So, But, yeah, I, top 10, you're getting plus odds in a, a, a top-tier ride. I, I like it. I, I think it's a good bet. Yeah, and, and when you look around, I mean, top 10, you're, plus money top 10s are, are hard to come by. So, uh, ones that, yeah, at least the top ones, 10 odds have been kind of crappy, yeah, to be right? honest. I, it's been tough. And top 20s, too, last year were so good. I I was nailing a bunch of those last year. And this year, I don't even think they had them last week, and I don't see them this week either. So, I don't know if they've just given up on them, but they were kind of crappy the first couple of races, too. So, it's unfortunate. But, yeah, I mean, you're finding good value here on a top 10. So, I like it. Me too. Uh, all right. Another one that I like is I actually like your uh, next bet. So why don't you lay on your next bet for us? All right. Well, I've been a Kevin Harvick hater so far this year, and that ends today. Kevin Harvick, uh, I got one statistic for you. Uh, 17 races in a row, he's finished in the top 10 at Phoenix. 17. March 3rd of 2013 was the last time he did not finish in the top 10 at phoenix and they race here twice a year 17 times he's won nine times at this track this dude is the king of phoenix we've seen it in the 29 car for childress we've seen it in the four car for Stuart haas we've seen it through different generations of cars he looked all right last week after not be after i point you know i pointed out how he was really bad at auto club but he looked all right last week Dude is a fucking beast here. So I'm going to kind of cheat and make two bets on this. But 
Uh, I like him at top 10. It's minus 165, so you're paying the juice. But if you could tell me you've hit something 17 times in a row and I can get a line on it, well, <laughs> I like those odds. Yeah, maybe, you know, eventually he might not finish in the top 10, but 17 times in a row is not a fluke. He's not he's not backing into a top 10 finish every time they're at Phoenix. So he's always up there in contention. And then I really like him over Brad Keselowski, uh, minus 155. Again, paying some juice, but I think for good reason. Brad's been pretty good here in the past. Uh, but again, in this new equipment, like I would touched on earlier, he's spun out every race so far. I just feel like he's not been very good at keeping himself clean. He's going to get a little mixed up and stuff. And again, Harvick's going to be in the top 10 most likely. So if all goes well with that, I, I think you're going to see him finish ahead of Keselowski. So you double up on those and then... Uh, another bet that I really like is your bet and I fully endorse and back your bet. So let's, let's move on to your bet here. Well, so my Logano bet, cause my, my bet to win is that's the last bet we're going to make. Oh, oh, okay. So yeah. you're going to make them wait. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna, of course I'm going to make them wait. Are you kidding me? Look at, okay. Well, I actually, actually I fully endorse this next one too, since it kind of parlays in with my winner. It sure does. <laughs> see, that's what I'm saying. So it's perfect. Uh, we got some good and see these, just so everybody knows we have this document. We put our, our bets in and, and we don't really, I mean, we go in and edit our bets separately. And so I got in there after Rob this time and I got to type my bets and I'm like, mother, he's got some of the same guys I do. So I was like, this is going to be a good show. Cause I, we got some agreement here this week. And that's, that's what I'm, so this is why I, I try not to, to dabble in as far as tampering with each other's bets, because I, I really want us to pick the guys that we want, not just pick the guys that the other guys not. Because again, if we're doubling down on a guy, it, it, we haven't talked much about it beforehand because we want right. them to well, be that, Yeah, that's raw. the other thing too. We don't like discuss like, oh, should we talk about this? Should we talk about that? Like, we don't really message a lobby, I think for that reason, because we like to have it all come out here on the pod. Yep. And so I don't, I specifically don't look at the document until I've made, I've picked my bets, I write them down, and then I go in to put them in there because I don't want to be influenced by your picks. And then I want to be able to find points either to go with you or against you. I mean, we've gone against each other a few times too. And that's great too, just because we see things from different angles. But yeah, it's not, it's not, uh, orchestrated in a way where we're agreeing on these things it's it comes naturally from both of our points of view and i think that speaks to how how good we feel about these and, and where we're coming up with them and, and what makes them good bets you know absolutely absolutely well so then we'll speak right into mine uh i'm taking logano over truex uh at 105 it's weird to me that truex is is more favored in this than him or than uh, than Logano only because again really Logano's got two wins on this track Truex has one but that's not even really what it is it's just I th are they looking at what's going on lately I mean <laughs> I don't know that I understand why Truex is favored in this matchup because uh, he hasn't really even looked all that good this year anyways Truex yeah he was he was in the mix last week but you know that that's really all it was. He was in the Logano's the one that won the chase uh, the the chase over there in L.A. Coliseum. Um, you know he's just been able to to be good all year long, and he's had a couple of bad bad luck things happen to him. But I, I think in Phoenix he's definitely going to be a better driver in my opinion than Truex is going to be. Uh, again, maybe it's because the last time they were on this track Truex finished second, uh, and and and. 
that's what they're going off of. And Logano and see, finished that's 11th. Tough. That's so tough to measure too, because that was the in the final four, and Joey wasn't in the final four. So that makes it hard too, because we consistently see these the championship four guys almost always have the four best cars. And we saw it last year at four different points in that race. You could have made the case this guy is going to be the champion for all four of them because they all had their moments in the race where they had the best cars and they looked the best and they all finished up top. So it, it is a little hard to measure off of some of those fall races because it is going to seem to be more juiced on those championship guys. But I think that's something we can use to our advantage because if they are looking at that, if they're looking at how Truex ran good last week, but Joey's had a good car. He seems to have this car figured out, I think. I haven't been impressed with Truex other than last week. He looked all right. But I like Joey, and we'll just go right into it. One of my picks to win is Joey Logano at plus 900. He's an excellent short track guy, flat track guy. Uh, he's got six top tens in, in the last seven starts here. Uh, he finished 11th last fall, was the only one that was not a top ten of those seven. And again, he wasn't in the championship four, so – that kind of factors into it a little bit. Uh, he won in uh, March of 2020. He was second last March when we were here. Uh, third in 2020 fall race. Uh, going back to the testing uh, that they had here at Phoenix, he was the second fastest car on day two of testing. The fastest car, my man Ryan Blaney. So that shows you the Penske power and speed that they've potentially found something at this track in testing to, to be elite and be up top, be good. So Penske's been really good here, as we touched on earlier. Joey's been good. He's good at the short flat tracks. We saw it at New Hampshire last year where that was a weird race where Truex and Kyle Busch got caught in the rain. The NASCAR didn't throw the flag early enough. They got wrecked, and somebody touched Joey's car during the red flag, and NASCAR penalized him two laps. He went two laps down. He came back from two laps down and was you know in kind of in the race at the end there so he's proven that he, he can handle these short flat tracks again the coliseum win speaks into it as well that's a short flat very short but short flat track uh and so i, I think he's got a handle on this new car i think he's gelling and, and i i really like this one and again minus 105 yeah when you're getting truex's favorite on the other side more than him uh i love it uh yeah then, i mean yeah i got him at plus 900 to win so looks like you got uh, somebody else also, there. yeah what's that so it looks like you got somebody else there too yes also yeah so i think just from what we've seen so far i think you've got to pick whoever your kind of favorite is to win and then you got to throw something on a longer shot every week because we've seen it these guys are, are running up front these chastains the joneses Bowman winning last week. These guys with longer odds are uh, uh, Cindric Daytona. Obviously, is a little different, but so uh, I mean, obviously, we touched on on Harvick a little, and he's going to be a great one also. But Christopher Bell, uh, he's been a short flat track ace in the Xfinity series. He's won everywhere they race. Uh, I think he's won. He's won here at Phoenix. A couple wins at Richmond, New Hampshire. He won at Gateway, which is coming up on the NASCAR schedule this year. He's won at Iowa a couple times. Uh, he finished ninth in both races last year, his first full year in Joe Gibbs equipment. Again, when they'll practice and stuff. So solid runnings. And, and uh, we saw at New Hampshire, I mean, he was running Eric Almarola down at the end. And 
that was such a weird race. Everything that happened in that day, they end up cutting the race short because there's no lights at the track. They had to cut cut laps off at the end because it was getting dark. And had they not done that, Bell probably would have caught Almirola and beat him there. So he's shown that he can get it done on these short flat tracks. He's at plus, oh boy, what's he at? Plus 2,000, plus 2,400 on FanDuel. So I, I really like that as far as one of the long shots. And yeah, I mean, I think you're going to have to sprinkle on some of these longer shots every week because I think we're going to see plenty of different winners this year. And it's going to be so hard to predict which one it's going to be, as we've seen. We've been surprised by some of these guys who have run up front. And I think he's got he's got enough of a pedigree and history on short flats that he can be up here at the end and make a case. Well, one of the guys that's a little longer odds than I even remotely foresaw and, and was surprised that I had to scroll down as far as I did to find his name is my pick to win. Uh, and that is the guy we talked about earlier, Kevin Harvick. I think... Finally, this is the track for Kevin Harvick to shed the ghosts of 2021 and and just his disappointments of 2022 and finally win a race again. <laughs> and and what better rate or what better track to do it on is the one that he's got nine wins on. And again, he, he like you said, he owns this track. You made all the case for for Kevin Harvick when we were talking a couple of uh, minutes ago. But, I mean, the guy literally has his name stamped all over this track. You want to talk about wins. He swept in twenty six or 2006. He won the 2012, 2013, swept 2014, uh, won in 2015, 2016, 2018. Nine wins in this track. The guy knows how to do it. He knows how to put it together. The last couple of years have not been right for Harvick, but he's knocking on the door right now. And I have a feeling that this is a this is the opportunity for him to to finally get right and to finally put himself back into victory lane because a guy like Kevin Harvick, you can only keep down for so long. And I know that we're seeing all these new sexy young names. I know we're seeing Kyle Larson come into his own now, and we're seeing all these other folks that are running up top and but this is going to be, uh, there's, there comes a time when the cream really does rise to the top. And Kevin Harvick is that kind of a, a, a guy. He's, he's the kind of guy that, yeah, for a couple of seasons, he probably will disappear, but he's going to break out at some point. And, and you put him on this track, he's finally getting a, a hold of his car. He finally got some decent finishes last week and, and the week before. Uh, and I think, I think he's building some momentum. I think that team is finally going to figure something out. And they know... They know Phoenix. They know the raceway there. They know the track. So they're going to use everything that they've learned from the last few days, the last couple of weeks, and put it all into a car that can win on this track. And if you're telling me that a nine-time winner at this track is at plus 2,100, you have to put something on that. Yeah, I've been as much of a Kevin Harvick hater so far this year as anyone has. I think he's reaching the top, the end. I think he's getting over the hill. But did we mention 17 top 10s in a row and nine wins here? 2,100? You got to be kidding me. I know he hasn't won here since 2018, and I get maybe that's why the odds are there, but I don't understand it. There is too much value at that price for a guy that has been so good at this track. This could be his last chance to do it. I mean – can we see him win here? And that could be the last one. I, you know, 
he's getting up there and I think he's getting to the end. I still believe that I'm still going to ride that more this season, but not at this track. He is so good here. It, the numbers speak for themselves and just amazing value of plus 2,100. You cannot pass this up. He's going to be in the top 10 at the end. We've seen if you're up there at the end this season, you've got a chance to win. Oh, by the way, his nickname is the closer because he's known for backing his way into those wins, being there at the right time at the end and winning those races. You're going to put all that in a pot and mix it together at the track that he is amazing at. You've got to take, I, you can't pass it up. He's going to be in the mix. And I will, at those odds, I will take somebody that's almost guaranteed to be there at the end. I mean, look, he is the all-time lap leader here. He's led 1,663 laps in 38 races. Uh, you know, you just can't get away from the stats that this guy has. He's got the smallest margin of victory here at one. Well, I can't even count that low. It's it's point zero one zero. That that's how <laughs> the margin of, of victory for him. He owns all the records at this track for the most part. So. Kevin uh, yeah. Harvick International Speedway. Kevin Harvick it's, International yeah. Speedway. I love it. Yep. He owns the place. Just take just take him. And again, if you want to sprinkle some stuff on on other places, uh, obviously, you know, betting is not just a one a one trick pony, especially in NASCAR. You gotta gotta spread it around some, but you gotta spread some around on Kevin Harvick, especially yeah. at Yeah, well, and that's why, yeah, going back to the top ten and the head to heads against Kozlowski, you can probably find some other good ones. He's just 17 times in a row, man, top 10. It, you've got to have some action on him because he's proven time and time again he's going to be there. So until that starts to fail, I'm just going to keep riding it. I concur, and that is where my bet will conclude. Cody, uh, Cody's bet will conclude. Because uh, we've given you quite a bit of places to put your money, and I hope that you. <laughs> yeah, we had a few extra this week, but you know, I, I feel good about this weekend. I feel like, I feel like we got some good angles going into this one. Got some more information now. Again, nothing will surprise me with this new car and with this season so far. So you know, if somebody random wins, it can happen. But I feel like we got some pretty good angles here and some. Some guys that have really got the proven history over time and in different different cars and in different styles of the car to to make some good good solid bets this week. And I feel like we're going to have a good weekend. I agree. So fill up that ticket now, and then uh, hopefully you'll have a little extra money to put down on the March Madness stuff that's going on. Uh, and you can just... Uh, All right, we got those uh, first half unders coming up. So. Oh, yeah. See, there you go. Uh, I mean, look. Win a little extra money this weekend, have a little more fun during the March Madness stuff going on. So Bingo. Bingo. All right, Cody, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you all over the interwebs? Uh, one more quick thing, just because I can't leave them out. Ryan oh, Blaney. Hold on, uh, hold on. No, 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 no. Because oh, oh, we got okay. we got to do this right. We got we to, okay. hold on. I've got to bring it up, right? Uh, oh, no, that's not the one. Here we go. Here we go. And now it's time for Ryan Blaney Corner with Cody Zeeb. Okay, so I don't like him as much this weekend, unfortunately. The smaller tracks are not quite his forte as the bigger, faster tracks are. But I did find one. I got to throw something. I'm going to bet him every week. I hope that I'm not the cause of his horrible luck he's been having. <laughs> Maybe we need to stop that. But he has had four top tens in the last six races here. Uh, so he was fourth last fall. He was the only 
or he was the only, yeah, the only one to beat one of the four final four guys. Uh, he was also the fastest car in day two of testing. I mentioned that earlier. Him and Joey Logano were one and two. So might have found something here that they can go on. Uh, minus 125 over William Byron. I've been liking Byron this year as well. Uh, he's beat him three of the last four races, though. So we're going to go with that one. And, uh, you know, I just I got to give my man some love. So appreciate the little music. And, uh, yeah, we can end that here. You sounded so enthused about him, but uh, but it is Ryan Blaney's corner. I, I did have to. I did say I was going to give right. you the floor every week thank, for a thank little. Thank you Ryan for Blaney. joining us for this weekend's edition of <laughs> Ryan Blaney's Corner. We need to get uh, him on the show. That's all there is. I got to I gotta work. I'm going to do it every week. So you better just. We better just add the section for it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we will. In fact, uh, uh, but yeah, you can find me uh, on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeb, uh, and then yeah, we'll I'll have DFS article coming out again this week. Trying to find some good plays there. Had a couple decent ones last week. So, yeah, we're trying to find you all the good stuff. Join us again, uh, SGPN, Slack. It's free. There's channels for every sport you can imagine. There's like a movie channel. They got a food channel. Crypto. They got everything everything going on in there. You, you want to talk about anything, somebody will talk to you about it. So. <laughs> You're damn right they will, too. <laughs> and how to bet on it, too. Yeah. Some of these channels are so active, too. I can hardly keep up, man. Yeah. Try to jump in like the golf channel and stuff. You can sit there all day reading those messages. Those guys are all over and they know their stuff. So yeah, yeah, but no, it's a good time. And yeah, we, we ch- try to be in there as much as we can. I've been having some basketball games for my daughter and stuff during some of the races. So I'm kind of in and out a little, but we try to be given as much feedback as we can and go touch on some live bets and, and have a good time. So, and yeah, drop stuff. Like I said, the Kyle Bush thing, I dropped that in there this weekend, 20 to one, we almost hit that. So that, that would have been would have been a hell of a party in there. So join the fun. <laughs> join the fun indeed. You can find me on Twitter at RJV Gomez. Of course, find me in the Slack channel. Again, just like Cody, I, I've had a couple of things uh, get in the way of, of being able to be there live, but I pop in uh, as much as I possibly can. Uh, don't really have anything going on this weekend, so you'll see me more there. But uh, yeah, I mean, again, look for me on the SGPN website all over the place. And, uh, yeah, find most of what I got going on on, on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Got some betting articles uh, coming out as well, so keep an eye on those. But, yeah, let's have a fun race weekend. Phoenix, here we come. Uh, and, and, yeah, good luck, everybody. Let's go racing and let it ride.